0: Share maybe for five or six minutes next week i'm going to share more about the vision and where i feel we should go for the following year what i can tell you is that the whole of next year is going to be braced around being a city on a hill light in the darkness a city that beacon on a hill that's what our whole program next year is going to be about being this beacon of light we're doing that anyway but i'll explain more about that next week thanks
1: adam Oh, look at that, technology's working brilliant. Now, I just, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was sat at the back and just watching, as I don't even know what I was doing, to be honest. Just, they were just sat there watching, just in awe of this place, in all of the family that we are, in all of the church that we are, and just in all of what God's been doing over 2019. But I just felt God saying, next year is going to be different for us. Next year is going to be something new, and I don't know Nathan's going to unpack that in the first weeks of January. But I just want to share something that you put on my heart. And many of you will do this around this time of year. And I did it last week. I sat down, I evaluated the year that's just gone by. A year that just seems to have gone like that. You know, it was just over a year ago that I joined this church. Some of you are thinking it feels like it's been 100 years. Some of you are thinking it's been like a month. But when I look at back over this year as an individual... And as a church, it's been amazing to see what God's done and what God's brought us through. You know, these last three months of my life have been the hardest three months I've faced. Various things, mental health, stuff with my partner, just a real mess. But yet, God had a purpose for that. And that's the first thing I want to share with you, that all these trials and tribulations that you faced in 2019, God's done it for a reason. God's allowing it to teach you to bring you from one strength to another strength. You know, the strength that I've gained over the trials and tribulations over the last three months I've needed in the last couple of weeks. So I just want you, don't let any trial or tribulation destroy you. Let it build you. Let it take you from one place to another, from strength to strength. You know, this morning, you might be dealing with mental health. I want to tell you that there's a breakthrough coming. You know, I, I couldn't see three months ago I couldn't see the other side of it. I remember just crying out to God going, Why? I've had enough this year. You've took me through enough with health, with placement. Why? Why me? God's saying, just trust me. Just trust me, you're gonna get there. And I've put this word on the screen today of breakthrough. You know, I'm fully believing that 2020 is going to be a year of breakthrough, not just for us as a church, but us as a city. You know, if people are listening to this later when it's recorded for New Springs Loughborough, from New Springs Stoke, it's going to be a year of breakthrough. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm believing that it is going to be a year of breakthrough for businesses, Rob. You're going to get a breakthrough. Keep believing. Keep going. Jim, in health... You know, and there's people all over here that I could go through every individual. You know, we've been through a lot this year, but keep believing that 2020 is going to be the year where we see things break through. We serve the God of the impossible, He can do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. You know, the media are going to tell you that January's a depressing month. You're skint. You've got no presents, they're open. You've got some cold turkey left off a couple of weeks ago, and that's what you're eating this week. But no, let's hit January on the ground running. Let's not waste another moment. You know, me and Jim were just sharing in the kitchen about this full thing of revival going on in Sunderland. We can wait for that to come. And oh, actually, do you know what? God, let's start now. Why do I have to wait until March, April to be happy again? The media is telling me I should be sad this month. Actually, you know what? January the 1st, let's kickstart this year. We don't have to wait for light bulb to come on. God, we're ready. Use us. We've seen some stuff over Christmas, heard some amazing testimonies of what those hampers are doing. That's not just for Christmas time. January, what are we going to do to bless this community? A community that's going to be hurting, that's going to be listening to the media, saying, I'm skint. I'll give all my money to my kids. No. You can be joyful in January. In Isaiah... forget the former things do not dwell on the past see I am doing a new thing God's doing a new thing in this place we have a lot to remember and be thankful for I'm not saying to forget what things have gone because we've got so much to be thankful for but let's look ahead God what are you doing we see it across this place this morning God's doing a new thing he's bringing people in he's raising a generation up to serve this community you know, I sometimes battle with Nathan going, where, do we, where are we going to get the people from? Even this morning, I'm like, <laughs> microphone, PA desk. God's rising a generation up. Keep your eyes focused as we go into 2020. You know, hold me accountable for this. I'm okay with that. When we're at this point next year, I can't wait to look back and go, on, you're a breakthrough. We had a breakthrough in this area, growth in this area. And to believe that for your personal life as well. Nathan, if you're looking for home, God's got the right home for you. There will be a breakthrough in that situation. Someone will buy your house. Don't know when. Someone will buy it, and you will move into a house more than you can imagine. Be more, more than what you can think of. But let's believe it. And I just I asked Nathan if I could do this. I was getting ready this morning, and God gave me this thing to do. And I said, God, why me? You know, when you get that thing of, God, why are you asking me to do this? You know, I'm a 27-year-old, average-looking human being. But we're going to go with it, because one thing I've learned from this, if you've got Jesus at the center, you're going to be all right. If you listen to the world, you're going to go off track. But with Jesus at the center, at the very core of everything you do, you will succeed. So just in this moment, I'm going to ask us to stand in just a second. I just feel like God today is putting something on your heart of maybe an area that you want to see breakthrough in. It might be in your personal life. It might be in church. If you run a ministry, you might want to see breakthroughs in your ministry. Well, in God's ministry, but you know what I'm saying. You might want to see breakthrough across the churches in Sun and Great Britain, whatever it is. Every one of us in this place needs a breakthrough at some point. If you don't, let me know what you're taking. So what I'm going to ask us to do in a second, I'm just going to share a quick vision, but I want us to stand in just one moment. But I just want you to picture what I experienced on Christmas Day when we're sharing gifts around, we're sharing presents around. The one thing that you do when you receive a present is you have your arms open. Your eyes are focused on this gift that you're receiving. You know, you don't get, I don't know, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy Christmas, Rob, here's a present, and Rob just sat there like this. Trust me, I've seen him at Christmas. <laughs> he wants to run and grab and dive on you to get that present. But my thought is this is that you know what if we want to receive from God we have to posture ourselves ready for that, ready to receive. You know, sometimes God's saying, Look, I've got what you've been asking for, yet you're chasing what the world's trying to give you. Where God's saying, just just receive it from me. So if you could just stand for me, maybe just take a couple of moments. Just to think about what you want to receive a breakthrough in. And maybe just posture yourself ready. Just if you want to open your arms, open your arms, however you want to do it. But in a second I'm just gonna pray over us. You know, and I think God's already working. God's already breaking through in some situations this morning. Father here, we are open to receive. We thank you so much for this year. We give thanks in all things, as is reminded in your words, through the good and the bad. But Father we're open to receive what you have in store for us in 2020 as individuals and as a church. For we are declaring victory in our lives in our church, across this city. We are declaring a breakthrough in situations. A breakthrough in finance, a breakthrough in health, a breakthrough in growth, and breakthrough in families that are broken. Father, the things you put in our hearts right now, we just receive it, but we receive a breakthrough in those situations, not through anything that we can do, but for what you can do. Father, just pour into us now. He's moving in this place. Receive that breakthrough, even this morning. We don't have to wait for that calendar to change to January the 1st. Receive that breakthrough in that situation. Thank you, Father. Father, we just lift our expectancy. We lift our eyes to you. We increase our faith this morning. We're expecting for you to move in 2020, Lord. You're a breakthrough. You have been a beacon of light. Help us to keep our eyes focused on that and remember who you are, who we serve, and who we need at the center. Just pour into our lives, we pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank
0: you. Just take your seats. Thank you, Adam, for sharing. Good stuff. Well done. And you know what? I'm up for a bit of breakthroughs, up for some breakthrough. Next week, I'm going to talk about our vision. Gordon brought something last week about 2020, and do you want to be short-sighted or long-sighted? And I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that. And before we break into a time of prayer, and then we're going to finish. I just want to give us some encouraging things or words that happened last year. Just some of the things, there's there's plenty that happened. But I just want to bring this scripture to you in Matthew 25. You know this scripture. Matthew 25, 35, it says, For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your house. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then those righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers or sisters, you're doing it unto me. God had his blessing unto his word. Now, this is what I believe of this church, and I'm not trying to say this because I'm trying to big us up. That's what we were doing last year. That's what we've been trying to do since we arrived, that we've been trying to feed the hungry. We've been trying to help the person that's in prison. I'm not just talking by just the physical bars, and we've been to see some people in prison, but also the prisons that we put ourselves in, the prisons that people put us in, the isolation, the, the loneliness, um, I know we've clothed people. I know that we've been there for people. And, and I just want to share some of what we've done. Because I'm sharing, not so I can say, oh, look at us. I'm sharing, say, look at our God. And to say that, I, actually, I'm, I'm proud of our church. Are we the perfect church? No. And we never will be the perfect church, but we are going to keep trying to love God and loving people and going in the direction he wants us to do. And And I'm proud of you, the way that you serve, the way that you get stuck in. And there should be more that should hear this. This is why I'm maybe casting the vision next week and not just today. But I want to share some stuff. So if I don't mention your ministry, it's nothing personal just trying to think of some of the things, some of the key things that we do in the church and give you an idea of what we do. And I'm going to rattle through these. So here's the first thing that I want to mention. Tuesday night Soup Cafe. I've worked on averages. Now, you might want to put 10 or 15% on my numbers. I'm trying to be, I don't want to be accused of being evangelistic um, or making numbers up, but I'm pretty sure that the numbers that I give you on these things, it's more. Maybe 10 or 15% on whatever we do. So... Tuesday night soup cafe, we average maybe 20 people a week. Maybe a few more. Maybe I said put 10% on, maybe a few more. Could be up to 35, could be up to 40. How many do we have at the Christmas meal? 52 people at the Christmas meal. So you see the average isn't entirely right, but I'm trying to be a bit gracious in how we give these numbers. But you know, if that was 20 people a week, I did the maths here, that means, yes, it's the same people every week and some different people, but over 50 weeks... We've given 1,000 meals out, mm-hmm. just on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's to be commended. Mm-hmm. Now, let me break that down a little bit more for you. What does that mean? So if the six volunteers who come out every Tuesday and they give three hours each per week, that's 18 hours per week, times that by 50, that's 900 hours. That's without Sheila's extra time of ringing around and the other. So let's add another 100 for that. So we're basically saying there's a thousand hours that have gone into Tuesday nights. Do you know what that means if we break it down this way? A1,000 hours of volunteering time. Amazing. Minimum wage is eight pound 10 or something like that? If you times those hours by eight pound 10, it's 8,100 pounds that I honestly believe that we've put into this community. Amazing. The cost of that's 35 pounds. week roughly 1750 pound and somehow god always provides the money for that so well done if you're part of the ministry let me tell you about the wednesday dropping cafe again i'm working on averages i'm trying to be a little bit lower i do think the numbers are higher let's say we serve 50 people every week i think that's low because i know we normally hit normally the near the 70 mark but let's say it's 50 people so 50 people per week it's 2,500 people every Wednesday that we feed. That's remarkable. Let's say the six volunteers there. They do five hours per week each, that's 30 hours a week. Times that by 50, that's 15 hours. 1,500 hours per year, plus Jill's extra of 100 hours, I'd say, on top, so 1,600 hours a year. And if we times that by £8.10 per minimum wage, that's 12,960 pounds. It would be the equivalent if we paid for that time. That's remarkable. Mm -hmm. So just in those two ministries, and I'm conscious of time, but just in those two ministries, and there will be some crossover, we have fed three and a half thousand people. Mm -hmm. People keep telling me, the church your size of about 70 to 100, you shouldn't be doing this sort of stuff. Well, do you know what? God is doing this stuff. God will use whoever he needs to to do whatever he wants to deliver. So 3,500 people were fed. Well done. Let me keep moving forward. Tuesday, our toddler group. Again, it's an average. Let's say we have 43 families per week. That's kids. That means we've probably got 80 people in the building or 75, 80 people, maybe a few more in the building. So let's work it on. Let me bring this right down. Let's say it's 65. I know there's more. 65 with parents and carers. Times that by 50, that's 3,250 hours. That's quite remarkable. On a church where people are saying, you can't do that because you're not big enough. You're not Hillsong, you're not... You're dead right we're not Hillsong. (laughs) I know this church with 70 people in are doing more than some bigger churches in this city. Now, it's not a competition, but you do have a pastor that has a big capacity that we want to bless people. And when we set ourselves up ready to bless, God can use us however he wants to use us. And cost and time isn't a problem. So I could break it down. I'm not going to break it down. But basically, I think into that ministry is probably a 1,000 hours a year if you break it down. Remarkable. What about our special needs service? Our adult Learning difficulty service again. I'm I'm playing the numbers down because we can be anything from maybe 25 people all the way up to 60 people. I'm going to say our averages say 38, 40 people. Right? It's up and down. 38 people per month times 12, 456 people that we've blessed. Over 500 people that we've blessed. Marion's put the hours in. I, I calculated that with the volunteers, maybe we've put over 120, 150 hours into that just that one ministry. We can't do this stuff. We're not big enough. Pastor, you are nuts. Who's going to do this? Many people have said to me, how are we going to do this, Pastor? I don't know. Ask God. And every time that we have stepped out as a church, whatever the ministry is, he is showing up. Yes, we've got to have the right people running it. And I believe we have the right people running our ministries. But it's on God. I'm saying this this morning because I'm bragging on God. That a church this size shouldn't do it. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Because we're doing it. Let's talk about our school's work very quickly. We work in the three, or three main schools in the area. There's some other schools that we'd like to get into and possibly we might. But I worked out through, through Monk Wearmouth, through Redby, through Seaburn Dean where we've just started working in the last term we work regularly with 1600 kids and you're going to say well pastor really you work with 1600 trust me we work with 1600 kids we have access to the thousand in Monk Wearmouth we just did a Christingle at Seaburn Dean and we went and had a meal with them and Red Bee are constantly in 1600 kids this small church has but not only do we have contact with them We are sharing Jesus. All of these ministries that I've mentioned, Jesus is central to what we do. In fact, people say, Pastor, are you happy with the numbers? I'm not bothered by numbers, I'm bothered by fruit. And I know in every one of those ministries there has been fruit. Have we seen this? When we're down little or we're in the school gate, you won't mind praying for me, would you? You wouldn't mind. We do that all the time. And these hours that I've mentioned aren't on top of what we do out. And these don't include mine and Miranda's hours. We get paid to be here, but there's things that we do over the time that we get paid to make some of these ministries work. And that, these hours don't include that. But what about when you've nipped to the hospital for somebody or, or you've ran somebody somewhere or you've met them in little and you've helped them with their shopping? or you've... Heard, we're doing that. I want to read you this letter. We've only been in Seaburn Dean probably one term, less than a term. I got this letter. When I went home for Christmas, my dad said to me, you're going to love this letter. And he puts this letter across the table. Now, you won't know this, but New Springs Loughborough wanted to bless a school. So what happened is we had our annual banquet and they hung all these instruments in the ceiling as part of the decoration. And there was something like, I think there was, I think it was six, uh, sorry, 14 violas, brand new. And my dad says to me, listen, we don't work with any schools, but we want to bless a school. So I, I asked Redby; they weren't interested. But Seaburn Dean took these violas. and they, So he threw this letter over the table and he said, in this letter, thank you so much for our violas. You just don't know how much that will make a difference in kids' lives who don't get the opportunity to do this. That's what we do. So this is the letter he wrote. First, it's titled, Thank You. Nathan and team, It says, a huge thank you from myself and the staff at Seaburn Dean Primary School for the donation of hampers and the support that you've been giving the school. As a small school, we rely on generosity of supporters and your donations, and the time have allowed us to continue to make a difference in the lives of the children of our school. Obviously, obviously, this is our first term working alongside New Spring City Church in Sunderland, and I feel we have forged a strong relationship with your team. I've been struck by your generosity, your selflessness, your willingness to help our community. It is greatly appreciated. Once again, thank you. And he signs it off. That's you guys. We're doing that. We're not big enough to do this. We haven't got the resources. We haven't got the people. We haven't got the finances. I want you to see in all this That we have a big God. That we have a big God. And do you know when he orders vision? doesn't matter how small we think that vision is or how big it is. My experience tells me that he's well able to pay for that vision. Not just in money, but he can provide whoever needs to be part of that vision to let it fulfill. So in 2019, I'm excited. What about our hampers? Wow. You heard me tell you about those two lads last week that's what our hampers are doing if you remember back way back Monk Wearmouth weren't letting anybody in to do with faith groups one hamper of love is the thing that's allowed us to be in there and that's still continuing and you've been part of that what about Messy Church we have four a year and we average probably 43 families tell me if I'm wrong 43 families which means there's probably 90 or 100, again, in the building. So over 500 people that we have four times a year, and they're hearing the gospel of Jesus. That's remarkable. Again, let me just quantify this. I, I was talking to a minister who's got a big church, and they've been doing Messy Church. And it's not a competition, please hear me, but this is how good our God is. He said, oh, for our Messy Church, we're happy if we've got 15 people out, 15 families. I was that's great. He's got a church of 400 people. Now, it's not a competition, but I know of a church of 70 that we have 43 families plus coming out. Why? And I don't believe this is because he's a bad pastor, but I do know God is blessing us here. And we just pray that it continues to grow. And my heart is, is that we see fruit in these ministries. And we have started to see fruit. Because if, if we don't see fruit, We need to cut them off. And if we don't see fruit in these various ministries, whatever they are, don't be precious of your ministry. If if it's not going anywhere, and that's not me being the ax man. That's me being, come on, let's make space for God to do something that he wants to do. So I'm excited about what God's doing. And I want to say this to you As as I close. I saw this. This flagged up on my Facebook this morning. Let me just go to it. As we go into this new year. Firstly, this is a new year of opportunity. This is a great chance to be the new you. What are you talking about, Pastor? In fact, Adam's challenged us this morning. Let's not wait till January. Let's do it now. If you want to do something about your weight, now's the time to do it. If you want to do something about your spiritual walk, now's the time to do it. If you want to do something about your giving or your finances or get out of there, now's the time to do it. Whatever that thing is, if you want to restore that relationship, now's the time to do it. The new year gives you a great opportunity to be a new you. If you've been a rotter in 2019, I don't know where to look. Rob? Because you're not a rotter. You're not. No, no. But if you've been a rotter in 2019, do you know what? In 2020, it's time not to be a rotter. But you've got time to change. Maybe in 2020, you need to give and be as generous than you've ever, ever been in all the years that you've been alive. I'm not just talking to church. But this new year gives you the opportunity to be the new you. What do you want to be? What does God want you to be? And what's going to stop you from getting to what God wants you to be? Well, you don't know the family situation. You don't know the finance situation. You don't know the job situation. No, I don't, but I know our God. That nothing is greater than our God. So this is a great opportunity to be a new you. Whatever that looks like. And let me read this. It says this. I saw this on Facebook. You have three days to let go of everything that needs to stay in 2019. The people, the defeats, the hurt, the disappointments, the heartbreak, the grudges, failures, the mistakes and the missed opportunities. 2020 is going to be your year of fresh starts. It's going to be a year of new experiences. It's going to be a year of endless possibilities. Three days to let go. The problem is we drag things into the next year, the next year can't believe the way that they treated me do you know what in 2020 they are going to suffer do you know who's going to suffer you it's time to put some things to bed it's the time to draw some line in the sand and say that's enough that for me and for my household we're going to serve the Lord and, and if things come our way we're going to have to trust that God is big enough to deal with those things I spoke to somebody this morning briefly going through a horrendous, tough time. I don't want to mention names. I don't even want to look. I'm going to look ahead. And they say to me, but you know what? My God is bigger. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He hasn't brought you this far, just in 2020, so that we can fall over. He's got you. And I want you to hear this into going into 2020. There's nothing that he's not got your back in. There's nothing that he's not charging forward for you for. Nothing. No sickness, no finance problem, no relationship problem, no business problem. There's nothing. And maybe some of those things have to change in 2020. Maybe they can't continue how they're continuing. But trust me, he has got your back. He is running right into that situation. Maybe you have to release some of those things. But he's got something else around the corner waiting for you. Next week, I'm going to share more of where I want to go with the vision. That we are this city on a hill. We're doing it already. I don't know if you remember a number of years ago, I had a word that that the things that would go on in here would ring out in our city. And people would then come back and try and find what was going on, where that voice, where that echo was coming from. In fact, the word said that when I spoke or various things happened here, not just me, there was an echo that went out. There was this beacon that was set alight and that people would find their way here, not understanding that they were trying to find Jesus, but there was this beacon drawing them. And that's been happening. And in 2020, that's just going to go through the roof. Oh, Pastor, you are so sure that this is going to happen? Yeah, I am, because I know our God. I know our God. I am done talking. I wanted to just encourage you some other things. And there's lots of things that have been going on in the last year that are amazing. And and you've been part of that story. And in 2020, you can be part of that story even more. How are we going to resource it? I don't know. How are we going to get the people? I don't know. I don't need to work that out. God's working that out. There's people who are coming to help you with your ministries. There's people that are coming to help you move forward. There's people coming to release things into your life. They're on the way. I want us to understand this. In 2019 in 2020, God, would you bless me? God, would you bless me? He's already blessing you. And I don't want to put Adam's word down. I think what he says is very good. The breakthrough is coming. But I want you to hear this. The breakthrough is already here. We just need to receive it. The breakthrough is already here. Well, I want to take us into a time of prayer. already here.